is the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Copy, sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind It's another week, hey, hey it's another week. Hey, good what, good what? It's another week, and I'm here, and I'm here. Hey, it's another week. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Hi, welcome, welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, and unofficially known as What? Whisper it at work. Suck your mum. <laughs> Yes, welcome. My name's Kalechi Okafor. And yeah, like I said, welcome to another week. I'm really excited to be here. And there's so much to kind of get through today. And I'm excited about it. There are so many bits to talk about. Um, So yeah, my mood is much better this week. I feel better. I feel lighter. There's been good bits that have like cheered me up. And I'm just generally happy to be on this roller coaster of life. So it is what it is. Um, so yeah, let's let's get right into it. I hope you're having a great, you know, life. You know, things are going well for you. I'm really excited, actually, that you all enjoyed last week's episode um, where we talked about Black Mirror and Black Museum. I'm glad that resonated with so many people. I'm also glad that the charity um, discussion at the very beginning resonated with so many people as well. Like that's so important to me. So thank you, man. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for listening and definitely like tweeting at me and things like that and commenting on Instagram. Those things help me to know what you're enjoying. um, And it's such a vibe. And thank you. Thank you to people who have actually been sending me emails. Um, I really, really don't like Instagram DMs, like long essays about something that I've said can just be sent to me um, to SYM at kelechiokafor.com. You could just send it there because then it gives me more time to read it and I can just go on Instagram to do bits as opposed to like reading long, long things that I'm sure I'll enjoy, but I just don't want to read it on Instagram. There's an email address for that. So I just thought I'd put that out there as well. But thank you to people who have been sending me stuff like I really, really appreciate it. So let's jump right in then, because I think that the card that was pulled this week is is pretty intense and it's good to like talk about. Um, I mean, there are only 78 cards in a tarot deck, so um, we'll be coming back to some cards and we might be coming back to some cards in reverse, which um, slightly Um, alters the meaning of the card or sometimes um, it's almost like an exclamation mark asking you to really really focus on the intentions and the vibe of that specific card so there'll be so many things that we'll discuss um, as the weeks go on but the card I pulled today was the judgment card now this card whenever I see it it fills me with trepidation I don't know why I just think that there are cards in the tarot deck that people uh, react to differently and for me judgment card whenever it comes up I'm like oh whoa it's just it's just intense now it's number 20 in the deck of 22 
but it's actually the penultimate card of the major arcanas. Like I'm always saying, I will explain all of these things to you. So like I said, in a tarot deck, there are 78 cards. Now, 22 of those cards are known as major arcanas and then the rest of them are known as the minor arcanas. Now, the major arcanas are about life-changing events. They're like archetypes of things that we experience throughout our life like it transcends um race every age nationality everything it 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 transcends all of that because it's something we can all relate to now for instance the very first card in the tarot deck is the fool and it's number zero. It's actually not number one, it's number zero to kind of signify that in everything, in every situation in our life, there's a point where we don't know as much as we did by the end of whichever journey or whichever stage we were at. So the fool signifies that kind of like this naivety, this this beginning of a journey. And the last card in the Major Arcana deck is the um, the world that signifies as you would guess completion like finishing things it signifies travel as well but it usually signifies completion if we look at it in the spectrum of the major arcanas and in between that between the fall and the world there are other cards and those other cards speak to different stages in our life and different experiences so the penultimate card is uh, the judgment card and I think that that's always important because to note where it comes in the um, you know like I said in the spectrum of the major arcanas um, noting where the card comes and because it's the penultimate card it's usually reminding me as well that like whatever things that we're doing sometimes we're we're coming almost to the end of a particular stage in our life therefore we'll begin a new stage so every there's to every death there's a rebirth so judgment card basically asks you to kind of like start taking heed like start looking at the things that you've done and kind of um, taking inventory and looking at the things that have served you well and the things that haven't served you so well and seeing that how that plays before you complete this journey like can you look at the things and the stages that are happening in your life and think wow you know I feel like I've done that really really well I don't think I've done this very well it then helps you when you go to the next stage of your life to not replicate or, you know, um, yeah, to not replicate those same mistakes again um, and to take the good things that have happened and replicate those in the next stage. So um, that's an overall idea of what I get from the judgment card, but also from the judgment card, it speaks to an awakening. Before you can complete a journey or a stage, there has to be an, an awakening um, an awakening in yourself and um, if I describe the card to you now before I describe the card to you I do want to say that I'm looking to get like a fly tarot deck like a black tarot deck like an unapologetically black tarot deck now of all the ones I've seen none of them have really kind of like resonated with me I don't feel drawn to them because I don't I'm so used to the traditional deck that some of the images I don't know in the like the more there's a tarot deck called the ghetto tarot and the images are nice and they're striking but I don't really connect with them so I hope that someone will create a tarot deck that's got black um, figures in it and I can relate to those so yes anyway in this um, particular card the judgment card we have an angel a white angel with like blonde or white hair 
um, holding a big gold trumpet and a flag. It kind of looks like the, um, you know, the St. George's Cross, that kind of flag. And it's hovering in or it's appearing to us through the sky and below we see mountains and we see like a like a, a tidal wave of sorts and then at the forefront closest to us um we see bodies getting out of graves young children men women reaching up their hands are reaching up to the sky towards the angel i think the angel's meant to uh, signify angel gabriel so it speaks to um what we've been told and, you know, through the Bible and other things that um, there will be a day of reckoning and, um, you know, in other holy books as well, but there will be a day of reckoning and the angel will come and kind of call us to task and be like, boom, you know, what do you have to say for yourself? So waking up the dead, asking them to um, speak for themselves um, about what they've experienced in this life and what they have learned from this life. Um, so I feel that this, the you could take the dead bodies a number of ways, but I think that for me, it's, it's really showing us that sometimes we are dead to our own calling, like we are not aware, we're, we're, we're deaf, we're dead to our own calling. And that trumpet is sound you know is sounding so we can wake up to our calling so usually the judgment card like i said can also signify a spiritual awakening before you complete a task that moment where you know where you know that oh my god this is what i'm here to do like this i feel it in myself that for at least for this stage in my life this is my purpose so it's waking us up to those kind of things and making us accountable to ourselves. Now, oftentimes people want to say like, you know, there's this, I guess, as a way of um, perpetuating oppression, that there's this kind of big brother type um, force that, you know, when our life ends, we're going to have to like stand before them and they're going to be like, rare, 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 rare. And on the 5th of June, bitch, I saw that you did this and then you stole those sweets from the pick and mix at Hamley's. Um, wow. Where did that come from? Soz. Anyway. <laughs> um, and I don't think it is really that. I think that we are all divine beings, like we are incredible beings, all of us. And as most especially anyone who listens to this show, you obviously know that I love you, but we're all divine beings, right? So I think that the person we actually answer to or the force that we answer to at the end of all of this, if you believe in that, you if you don't, that's fine. But if you believe in that, the force that we actually answer to after God is ourself, our highest self. Our highest self remembers why we are here. It's us in a physical body that I think we forget the reason that we are here. And hearing this right now might make you feel uncomfortable, like, oh, I don't like talking about these things. But talk about it. Honour yourself. Honour the divinity within yourself and, and, and accept the fact that you are here for something. And even if it doesn't make sense to you, you are part of a bigger picture. And so the judgment card speaks to that as well. Like you are part of something so unique and so incredible that why don't you make your thread, the thread of your life, important in the tapestry of this universe? Why not do that? So, um, yeah, like 
you answer to yourself at the end of all of this. You answer to your highest self that remembers the journey that you came here for. And that's not to say that, oh, you know, it'll be horrible. It'll be it'll be great. In certain respects, there'll be great parts. There'll be not so great parts. But it's answering to yourself with the person that can give us the, the validation and the um, encouragement and the guidance we need is ourself. It's good to have mentors, but we must remember that only we know our true path. When we sit down um, in those quiet moments and think about it, only we know the reason that our heart beats, the reason that we wake up in the morning. So it's good to tap into those things and use that to be your driving force. So um, it's good to remember as well, I guess, that you're not alone. Like I... thought to myself when I started speaking out a lot more that oh my god people are going to think I'm crazy and this and that and I'm angry and blah 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 and yeah some people do actually think that but you know that you know what like they can you know what I'm going to say they can suck their mum because through me speaking out I've gravitated towards other people who believe in what I believe and support what I support so you know you find your tribe you do find them so it's best to speak out now because you're about to complete one stage of your journey before you move on to the next one and you start as a fool again and you have another set of lessons to learn on that journey so awaken now to what you're being called to do you feel it in yourself you know what makes you happy so do more of that thing that makes you happy because it's beneficial not just to you but to the rest of us so yeah that's really what I get from the judgment card and it you know people often speak about closure and I make jokes like the only closure I recognize is the one that goes at the front of a wig and I still stand by that in certain respects because I don't think that the the sometimes the closure that we're looking for from other people they can't really give it to us only we can give ourselves the permission to move on from a particular stage and sometimes looking for closure from outside is just a you know um uh, a tactic to kind of derail yourself from the journey of getting on with what you need to get on with and the things that you need to do um and healing healing isn't cute it isn't nice but it's so beneficial to you and it's again, what connects you to your highest self, your highest purpose. So going out there, expecting someone to say sorry for something that they don't want to say sorry for is stopping you from moving on to the next stage of things that will benefit you greatly. Um, I read in a book, I think it was Imperfect Love, Imperfect Relationships. And it said, um, you have to be okay with the sorry you never received. And it took me a long fucking time to be okay with that because you want someone to take responsibility for the ways that they've hurt you and the way that um, the ways in which they've probably um, caused you to be stagnant in your growth. But the thing is, if they don't apologize, now what? What are you going to do? you have to move on at some point and so I think the judgment card speaks to that like really um looking at all of the things that are happening and seeing where you are stopping yourself and how you can better serve yourself so you can carry on to the next stage of your journey so that was the end of that tarot section moving swiftly on to Share your magnificence. Share your magnificence, baby. I want more things, you know. P- people send me 
please send me more things for share your magnificence like big up your friend like tell me something that your friend's done or your mum's done or your dad's done like just or your uncle like just tell me something that someone has done that you think is great I want more things. Um, like I said, send it to sym at kalechiokafor.com so I can big it up and really celebrate what you celebrate. Or big up yourself. Like, why not? Like, you have to be your own hype man. You have to be your biggest hype man. Send me the things that you are doing that makes you sick in the game and makes you a badass. Like, send it to me. Um, so, yes, Fanon did send me something. Fanon Hailu, she sent me... Um, a blog that she has called uh, called Soulful Satsuma. I'll put the link um, in the description sen- uh, section of you know of this of this particular episode, so you can follow um, the blog and you can read what she's written. Now, it's the one that she sent me is called "The Black Girl at Work," and it's great. It's it's so good because it's basically written as a heads up for black girls stepping into the world of work and there are tips and just basically saying like don't feel alone so I don't want to read all of it out to you because I think it's nice to just take your time and read it yourself but one of my favorite ones there is um number four people will celebrate black culture regularly in your presence but will lack the basic knowledge of black history you may find yourself talking to somebody about their evening at a Kendrick Lamar show and find that they know not what he means when he says we gonna be all right this will frustrate you but use it as a tool to enlighten them now the reason I like that one is because you can take the ending two ways like use it as a tool to enlighten them I feel like we need to keep our energy for ourselves. Like, but if you feel like you want to explain to them what he means by we gonna be all right, you can't say that line without do that, without doing that. But um anyway, if you feel like you want to explain it to them, great. But I personally don't have time to be explaining things to anybody. I'm tired and I want to keep my energy for things that I enjoy. But it's such a great point that around the workplace, especially, you know, when you find yourself, as she, um, as Fanon covers here, you find yourself probably being one of the only black people in your work environment. And you feel that you see them loving all of these things that are of your blackness, but they have no clue about black history. They couldn't tell you a single thing, but they love all, you know, catchphrases. They love what you wear they love what you eat to some respect um they love your music they want to dance like you they want to be you but they don't want the history they don't want all of the baggage that comes with the what you know what led to these innovations um within the culture they don't want all of that and it might be so frustrating to just watch them constantly make references. Like I got so annoyed when everyone kept going, bye Felicia. They didn't know what they were saying, but they just kept doing it. And I was just like, why are you doing that? You don't know what you're saying or on fleek. You don't know what on fleek means and you're using it in the wrong context, but they're doing it all the time because like, look, I'm so cool. I'm so down. It's frustrating. So please, yes, check out the blog. Um, soulful Satsuma um, is spelled S-E-O-U-L instead of like soul, S-O-U-L. Yeah, it's spelled S-E-O-U-L-F-U-L satsuma.com. Um, like I said, I'll put the link. You have to read the tips. They're really, really, 
They're really nice. I like them. And it's so positive. It's so lovely. It ends with, though I realise some of these points may make the world of work seem a bit daunting, I wrote this post as though I were writing to my younger self. These are my experiences and those of the women around me. You may experience things in a completely different way. I think it's important to highlight this point. In saying that, I have no doubts that many young women will experience many of the things I've discussed above. I believe it is even more important to highlight this point. There are many amazing things you will experience in the world of work. However, these are the key things I'd wished I had been warned of before I made the leap. Keep shining. Speak soon. Fanan. That's so lovely because we're always saying about moving on from complaining as people would call it and looking at positive ways and things to do to encourage ourselves and so it's great that Fernand made that blog post to kind of say like black girl you're not alone in the workplace you know the things that you're experiencing so many other black women have experienced it too and it's it's maddening when it happens but just remember that you are not alone so yeah Big up yourself, Fanan. I love it. I love that blog post and I just want people to get their life when they read it. So that's my first part of my Share Your Magnificence. Now, the second part of Share Your Magnificence is going to be sound weird, but big up myself, boy. Yes, Kelechi. I saw your bad. Yes. Yeah, I'm bigging up myself. (laughs) Because... um, this um morning well not this morning this week one of the mornings this week um well by the time you listen to the to this it will be last week so anyway i woke up and i see that i've got an instagram dm and it, it is from one of my friends liz and she says um oh well done congratulations on this and i it was a picture listing the studio you know my pole dance studio kolechnikov as you know, a great class to attend. And so I asked her, oh, what newspaper is this? Or where did you see this? And she said, Time Out London. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's from the summer. And I should have clocked because this time I was number 10. But in the Time Out summer one, I was number eight or something. So she goes, no, no, that's from this morning. And I was like, what? So I went on this mission to try and find a Time Out London magazine so I could see for myself. Basically, um, the studio, my studio, pole dance studio, was listed as um, one of the, I think, 54 best things you can do in London for fitness, like fun things you can do for fitness in London. And so was At Your Beat. So big up Joelle DeFontaine, big him up. Like, that's amazing. Um that we're out here as black people doing great things. Big up Swim Dem crew, Nathaniel Cole, like love you because they're, he's in that list as well. Um, so many things, so many like groups were listed, but those were the ones that I remember and that stood out to me. I haven't actually had time to actually take in all of the places that were mentioned, but me, a baby girl, a baby girl with a pole dance studio was put it was in that article, was featured in that article. So I was in Time Out London in the summer. Now Time Out London in the winter, same pole dance um, studio, same pole dancing classes, you know, my beginners uh, classes. And I'm just so proud of myself because it's not easy. There are times, um, most especially the past few weeks, I've had this insane urge, like this overwhelming 
urge, like it feels like it's coming straight out of my chest into the world, this overwhelming urge to just stop, to just delete every social media account, to just not speak about anything I believe in and just stay in bed and just stop being because it feels like to be me is hard sometimes and I and I and I'm sure so many people can relate to that it's so hard because I feel that me being me means that when I notice something that I think is unjust I'm going to speak up about it I or even just I speak about the things that I observe like I just do it and in doing that, there's so much backlash at times from people who don't want you to speak out as a black woman. They don't want you to speak out as a black person, like shut your mouth, like just take what you're being given and that's it. But we've been told that if we pretend, like if we don't speak up about our pain, they'll kill us and say that we enjoyed it. That's Zora Neale Hurston, big up yourself. Well, you know, RIP, obviously. But, you know, um, that matters it matters to me to to say the things that I believe, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't come at a price. And that was part of why I was tired and not in a great mood. I didn't have time to recuperate because the best way for me to deal with feeling that way is to just have time to myself and remind myself that I'm like great at what I do. I'm great at being me and you know, that's okay. But when I don't have the time to do that, when there are people around me all the time giving me all of their baggage and all of their stuff and all of their energy, it's hard to process. So yeah, it, I, when I saw that Time Out London article, I was so happy. I was so, so happy because it meant to me that at least the one of the things that I've put my heart and soul into is recognised out there. And it it's it's a great thing. The first one um, that was featured in the summer was fantastic. But to come back again, to come back as a staple, it, it makes me feel like I'm really, really big in the game. Um, where are the studios that disliked me the you know the studio that I used to work at where are they in the list nowhere so that means that I came through as a baby girl and I set the levels and that's what I do with everything that I do I don't believe in half-assing anything if you're gonna do it be excellent be excellent at what you do laziness won't cut it if you're trying to be or you're aiming for excellence it just it just won't work you can't have both you can't be lazy and excellent and also I believe that even if you don't have all of the tools that you need at the time, God will put you in a position where you can grow within that role. And I feel like that's what's happening with me, like within the field, this, you know, fitness industry, I've grown so much and I've been able to use my unique take on things to benefit other people. And I feel like that's why they're coming through. So I'm so glad and I'm really, really proud of the the people who have supported me um, along the way. It, it means a lot. But it also means like, for me, it's telling me now that I'm going to up the levels. Like, I'm not going to take any slacking from anywhere, from anyone, if, it's a, um, if it comes to the business or when it comes to my business. Like, before I was trying to like, be friendly and like, 
oh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I still don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I know where I want my studio to be. I know where I want my brand and my platform to be. So therefore I can't tolerate people that only want to do half or only want to do a little bit, but want all of the credit. I don't play that. I don't play them things there. Sorry. So yeah, that's my share your magnificence for this week. I'm like super, super pleased with myself and super thankful to God for blessing me with such an opportunity. And it's also a reminder that you don't have to be the best to be the best. This is something that people need to understand. Like I always give the example of Rihanna, the singer, like when she started out, she was struggling, but she grew and she blossomed before our eyes. And I wasn't a fan of her for many years but then I looked at her one day and I said look at God look at God literally shining through you because you are so brilliant at at being you and I love you for being you like you're sick in the game I'm so so happy that Rihanna exists as a black woman like as a superstar as a mogul like she's great man she's really really great but she grew where she was you know blossom where you're planted and that's why I think that I am here doing what I do now because I'm not the best pole dancer out there I'm a great teacher nobody can take that away from me but in terms of the pole dancing I just teach it the way that I wish someone had taught me and that's what separates me from the dry pussy them that are out there not teaching yet watching me and having things to say uh, I'm out here doing what I do and being great at it being excellent so yeah Thank you. I just had to do that self, self big up there. Um, I'm really, really proud. <laughs> yes. So moving on, moving on. We're going to move on to So You Mad. And So You Mad. Oh, gosh. Where do we even begin? I'm going to have to keep this snappy. Yeah. Whew. The H&M advert. It's. It's a lot to unpack, but I'm just going to keep it very simple. As far as I'm concerned, so many companies like H&M do fucked up things all of the time. Then they turn around and go, we want to be diverse. You know, we're diverse. We're diverse. There's a difference between being diverse and being inclusive. Yeah. Just because you went and hired one black person um, somewhere in your com- um, corporation doesn't mean that you're diverse. Be- well, it might make you feel like you're diverse, but you're not being inclusive because I just feel I just feel in my heart of hearts that if you had one black person in the meetings when you were deciding who should wear which hoodie they would have pointed out to you that oh hey hey guys hey guys yeah I don't think it's a great idea to put the little black boy in the hoodie that says cheekiest monkey in the jungle I don't think that's going to go down well but because you pussy cluts aren't inclusive you don't have anyone to kind of talk sense into you like you don't and what's worse is that H&M legit don't know what they've done wrong They don't know what they've done wrong because to them, it's a hoodie. What is the problem? You know that they don't know what they've done wrong because they pulled the hoodie, like they discontinued the um, the hoodie. They pulled it out of being sold. So that means that they're like, oh, oh, it's because it says monkey. Oh, no, it's not. Cheeky monkey is a term of endearment, I guess, to some degree. Now, I've heard many children, black and white, throughout growing up being called, oh, you cheeky little monkey. Um, But the issue comes from the fact that we know 
that black people are referred to as monkeys. We see like football players having banana skins thrown at them on from their own team sometimes from their the, from their actual own team throwing that at them sometimes um they go to go and play matches and people are dashing banana skins at them and going ooh 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 like that shit's offensive now if you just had one black person around they would have been able to say to you like raw this is something that quite a few black people have experienced throughout time like they're likened to monkeys often Michelle Obama Michelle Obama was likened to an ape by one ugly crusty pussy white woman yeah so what what it's not hard to, to understand why people are offended by it but I don't think H&M actually understand because they would then understand that it's the image and not the hoodie that they should have taken down but anyway, they took the hoodie off, like they're not selling it now. They took the picture down. They said one kind of dutty apology, like, oh, we're, we're, we apologise to anyone who may have been offended by this. That's not an apology, first and foremost. May have been offended means that you don't, I don't see what the fuss is about, but you're bitches, you're shouting, you're screaming, you're being awfully loud. So we're just going to take it down. Yeah, done. But then at the same time, I wonder if they're actually aware of the fact that black rage sells in that if you make black people angry, they talk about it, hashtag this, hashtag that. And then you're trending on Twitter, which is what happened with H&M. They started trending. Now, that's got to do something for their, you know, shares in the market. Yeah. So it's considering things like that, like there's still so much to unpack about it. But it was just the coupling of the hoodie with the boy, especially a dark skinned black boy that made it, you know, something that people could go off, you know, fly off the handle about and get angry about because they didn't they didn't really think that thing through. And the mum, the, the boy's mum said, oh, well, I don't I don't see a, pr a problem with it. I think you all need to get over it now. I think that her response is problematic, but you know, some parents are just out here for the coin. So you can't tell them anything. They're going to do what they do. But for me, I did like, and you know me, I'll tell it like it is for me personally. When I first saw it, I thought cheeky monkey is, a, you know, it's a term that's used all about, but I see why it's offensive. I see why, why, could offend people because of the dark-skinned black boy the fact that black people are often called monkeys and apes and everything else and then he's the one that's in this hoodie and everything else but i have other issues that link from that the fact that numerous people kept tagging me in this post and they were like Kalechi, have you seen this? Oh my God. Kalechi, say something about this. Say something. Ugh, I'm so angry. It wasn't 10 people. It wasn't 12 people. Quite a few people sent me this and it was upsetting to me because you don't know what the fuck kind of day I'm having, but you want me to be your rent and angry black woman and you send me your stuff and I should get angry on your behalf. Oh, but no, it's because you've got a bigger platform. And so, you know, it'll be amplifi um, amplified if you say something. Yeah, I'm sure it would, but you need to understand something and understand it very, very quick before you end up being at the receiving end of a straw. Yeah. The fact that I speak about the things that I want to speak about, that I feel that I can speak about well and and I, you know, 
it resonates with me. You cannot tell me what you think I should speak about. That's not how this works. You can suggest, but don't be demanding of me because nobody in this life can demand shit from me. Especially not my rage. I can't switch it on and off. I can't be angry on call like, uh, boop, 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 boop. oh my God, that's the Kalechi signal. She's, look, look, her hologram's in the air. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, call Kalechi. Kalechi to the rescue. Come and be angry. And I should roll up there and be like, rah, I'm the angry black woman. Rah. That shit's annoying. I don't shy away from the term angry black woman. I don't shy away from it at all. Like we have a right to be angry. Like James Baldwin already said, if you're even just a little bit conscious in this society means that you're going to be enraged pretty much all of the time. So I'm already angry about things as they are, but please respect me and respect my boundaries by not just sending me shit and asking me to be angry about it because you're angry about it. Because sometimes you might be surprised that I don't actually feel the exact same way you do about that specific thing. I can see why it's offensive I can see it but I just don't feel as deeply invested in that thing as you do now if that means that you want to cancel me cancel me the fuck out because I don't care but I'm going to only be passionate about the things that I'm genuinely passionate about I'm not pay for anger yeah you don't slot a coin in me and then I start getting angry because that's what you want it doesn't work like that it has to come from a real place and I believe in operating with integrity and that's pretty much how I see it now, the other side of that is the woke Olympics that began on the internet. People redoing, photoshopping the image of the boy, adding King this and King that. And apparently Diddy wants to give the boy a million dollar contract, which is funny because he still hasn't paid his artist. But that is for another day. You know, um, everyone doing the most to be like, no, we need to correct this. And people walking into H&M going, where's the hoodie? Ready to fight people and stomping on things and making videos of themselves acting a damn fool in H&M. Now, you need to understand that as rightful as your anger might be, don't be doing stupid things like that. Like that, what what does the store, the that individual store that you went to, to go and do that, what do they have to do with all of this? You're just doing the most with the absolute least. Now, if your ass gets arrested, that's on you because what the fuck? Like, what are you gaining from that? Retweets and views. So you can be like, look, I'm super woke. No, I'm magna woke. No, I'm ex woke. Yes, we are the league of wokeness stop it stop the performative wokeness in fact so many of you are claiming to be woke now that me myself me i want to go to sleep because i can't come and kill myself to be joining you to do woke olympics it's not by force we have to think about the ways in which we channel these frustrations and how we articulate these frustrations. But doing the most to be the most wokest, I'm not with it. You can drop me out. Like, if this is the end of the road for some of us, then it is what it is. I'm not boys to men. I can let go. Moving on. Moving on. Um... What did I want to... I'm just bringing up my list of things. I was going to talk about Logan Paul, that little pussy clerk that went um, to, I think it was Japan, and he went to the suicide forest and made a YouTube video with um, a guy hanging from a tree behind him who had killed, you know, killed himself. He's hanging from a tree and Logan Paul made a video of it and he was like, oh my God, oh my God, look, like, totally, yeah. Like... 
I'm tired. I'm tired of entitled white boys, most especially white American boys, going to other people's countries and disrespecting the thing and feeling like it's okay. Like the fact is he put it on YouTube. Like he had time. It wasn't something that he was streaming. He like put it on YouTube deliberately. A de- someone's dead body behind him. Like you know what this forest is known for. And this little bitch went and did that. And then I saw that um, last night, I saw that YouTube have taken, obviously taken the video down, cancelled all of the premium things that he gets with his account for having so many followers. They've taken all of that away from him. And I said, oh my God, I love this song. I'm so glad because that's what needs to happen to all of you guys in 2018. All of you entitled white boys that do the most with your with your talentless, mediocre selves. People need to start taking things away from you because YouTube is a problem in itself for the fact that people are millionaires for doing nothing like for showing their life now that's great have your money but if what you're doing is stupid and racist and oppressive youtube needs to have some kind of team some committee put together to drag your asses off the internet because that shouldn't be allowed that he's made so much money from being a dude bro like oh my god so cool like so much money for just being an absolute fucking idiot and It took this suicide forest thing for people to realise, even though he's been tweeting and doing the worst things previously. So, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that they've taken away his, um, you know, his little... um perks i'm glad that they're gone because he doesn't deserve them and they should do the same with other ignorant motherfuckers that are also on youtube they should take away their perks too they can't continue in this way because it's disgusting it's absolutely disgusting now going into the golden globes i'm just quick firing here um, because i like to keep the podcast nice and concise for you um the golden globes time's up people wearing black Ugh. we need to do something. Women are being sexually assaulted. I mean, a lot of us, to be fair, in this room have known for a while, but, you know, we're going to pretend like we just realised. But now I guess, you know, we have to be fair. There's, you know, power in numbers. There's strength in numbers. There's more of us now to speak up about this. How do we make an impact? What should we do? I know. I know. Let's all wear black. A colour that we wear. And men men are going to be in black probably anyway. But let's just wear black and let's wear all the fashion designers that most of them are oppressive, you know, have oppressive tactics anyway. And a lot of them are racist. But let's just all wear fancy black gowns. If you wanted to make a change... Why didn't you all come in tracksuit bottoms or something? Like if you wanted to to really make a statement, why didn't you do something else? I just, I don't know who thought through the whole black thing and why black? Why black? You know, is this, this morning and, and, and this kind of somberness that, 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 that comes with black, that term black is something that translates over to us also as black people. And I just... I didn't like it. I mean, yeah, Oprah's speech, whoop, whoop, and all of that stuff. But, and Sterling K. Brown, like, big up yourself for winning that award. But I still just didn't like the whole vibe. And the fact is, it's hilarious to me because then James Franco, he had on black, obviously, because he's a man wearing a tux. He had a, uh, a pin badge on his lapel saying, time's up. Which is hilarious because a few hours later, five women were like, hey, boo. Yeah, you, James, Jimmy, babe. Yeah, I was sexually assaulted by him. Like, was he wearing the Time's Up 
um, badge to kind of let us know that his time's up because I feel like there are many other men who were in that audience that are tolerating the women speaking out but really they're like please do not come for me because I've also been up in this bitch doing the worst um but that was just hilarious to me and sad hilarious in a very sad way that James Franco had that uh, that pin on that badge on and literally hours later, he was called out for doing the exact thing that the women are speaking up about by doing, you know, by having this movement, by having this cause. It's just goes to show how far spread all of this is. Like, it's it's not simple at all. It's patriarchy. As we know it, white supremacist patriarchy is toxic and so many guys are going to get called out. Your faves might not be, have been called out yet, but it might be coming. Their time might be coming too. Their time's up too because it's been normalised. Violence against women has been so normalised that you've got people like Matt Damon, like I said in the previous episode, actually trying to tell us the spectrum of assault and being like, oh, well, it's not like he did this. He did this. You know, it was just a smack on the bum. Come on. What do you mean? You can't be touching people's bodies any way you see fit. That's not how this works. So yeah, the Golden Globes, I wasn't really feeling it, if I'm perfectly honest. I didn't, I didn't like the way that everything was done but people can criticize can't they because they were on the outside looking in and that's what I am I'm on the outside looking in so it's whatever I just feel like I'm glad that people like James Franco and whoever else comes out that we find out about um that's revealed to us I, I'm, I'm glad that they're all getting what they deserve it's it's time and you know there are men that are trying to speak up about this whole thing and going yeah you know women shouldn't have to tolerate this they shouldn't have to t tolerate disgusting pay gaps like Liam Neeson was like yes it's disgusting that women get paid so much less and a person interviewing him said oh but would you take a pay cut um so it could balance out and he was like no 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 and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Now, a couple of people tweeted at me and said, but he shouldn't have to take a pay cut. The fact is women should be paid more. No, no, no. But listen, listen for a second. When you are in a position of privilege, equality often feels like oppression. It feels unfair. I'm not asking him to take a pay cut so he's at the same um, level as them. Take a pay cut to even out so they can take the money that you are getting unnecessarily just by having a penis and giving it to women. So therefore you're being paid the same thing because budget this and budget that. In actual fact, yeah, I agree in some sense that he shouldn't have to take a pay cut they should just take the pay that women get in the film industry and every other industry they should drive that pay all the way up I agree but it's important to note that men aren't willing to be put in a place of discomfort so as to make things equal they're not uh, a lot of men aren't actually willing for that same as white people that can turn around and go racism is wrong racism is wrong all right cool so if we were to even it out by doing this and sharing out the wealth and doing this how would you no no though that's just ridiculous why would we do that why that's just ridiculous because people aren't willing to be inconvenient for to dismantle 
structures that are that are oppressing people and have been in place for decades even centuries they're not willing to do it so again with the performative stuff stop saying stuff to sound like the good guy that realizes that oh women are being treated so badly if you're not actually willing to be to have some discomfort inflicted upon you in order to make things equal if you're not willing for that then shut your mouth like just shut up now coming to the end I'm just going to go coming to the end. I've covered so much in terms of people who could possibly receive straws, but I've saved the person I want to give a straw to, to the very last. We've now obviously moved into the section of suck your mum. Straw of the week. My straw of the week goes to nobody else other than Sadiq Khan. Mayor Sadiq Khan can have my straw of the week because... 2015, my man was saying, yes, you know, stop and search is wrong. Stop and search and profiling black men and black boys is wrong. Um, And I'll see that this decreases when I become mayor or whatever he said. Now in big, big 2018, this snake met with the head of the police and was just like, yes, um, yeah, I mean, it's, we're going to take it up a notch. Yeah, let's take it all the way up. Yeah, because, you know, because of knife crime and everything that's happening, let's take it all the way up. Let's do more stop and search. My issue with stop and search isn't the fact that you're stopping people and searching them, as the name would imply. My issue is that you disproportionately search young black boys. Now, they're talking about the fact that there'll be checks and balances in place because they're going to make sure that they go off accurate intelligence before searching these boys what accurate intelligence are you going on are the mi5 going to work on this probably not what accurate intelligence are you going to go on to go and start searching young black boys in you know the city of london what exactly you're just going to go on the intelligence of their black and their male that's all you're going to do and that is unfair and it's unjust and it's vile it's racial profiling you do it with them in cars you do it with them everywhere meanwhile your actual gangsters you know these east london gangsters that they that you love making films about to praise them for just being you know the crows or the craze or whatever the fuck you make all of these films to praise the destruction that they caused in their communities because they're white and male you're not stopping them in their cars they're getting away with all types of shit that you don't see because you're busy focusing on black boys and some asian boys that's that's all you're doing and why lie everyone's like oh they do you know it's because of the rise in knife crime that's why we're doing this you know what your actual issue is the lack of police that you have now i don't even like police yeah but it's the lack of police that you have because theresa may went to go and make those cuts that's the issue that you actually have how are you even planning to do all of this stop and search when you have less police officers on the street people are teething our mobile phones out of our hands what are you doing about that what are you nothing nothing is actually being done about a lot of things but oh let's focus on black boys you know when stephen lawrence rest his rest his soul when he got killed by these white men what did you do in that area were you stopping and searching white boys and you know checking if they had knives on them probably not because black life is so worthless to the eyes of this country yet oh yes yes the best thing we can do now to deal with knife crime is to get at these black boys and stopping and searching we know that's who you're going to search we know it 
And that means that you're going to stop someone. They're going to get frustrated. They're going to get rude. Then something's going to break out. You're going to talk about resisting arrest. You're probably going to do something to them and hurt them. It's a cycle. You're not even addressing why these boys would feel the need to carry knives in the first place. What are you? What are we doing on a community level to understand what is going on? Why are we not implementing things to help with therapy and and? looking at the ways in which we can help black boys to heal not just black boys generally but the black boys that we find in these situations what are we doing to help them heal so they're not in these situations we're not looking at what causes them we're not looking at the systemic kind of issues that are glaringly obvious we're not looking at those things and how they could be a cause um of why these boys are doing this like we're not identifying those things and we're not dealing with it accurately or efficiently um, or appropriately I got there in the end I just feel that it's such a heavy-handed approach and you want to look like you're doing something but actually what you're about to do is going to be the worst thing and and I'm disgusted in Sadiq Khan that he would do such like it's 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 horrible it's horrible because I know what that now means for black men going about in their day-to-day like I know what that means for them you're not going to search everybody you're going to focus on a specific demographic and you're going to search stop and search them and it is humiliating it's degrading and yes you'll find a you know a large number of people you probably will get knives from them but if you're not searching the other people how do you know that they don't have knives either huh how do you know hmm so yes my straw of the week without a doubt goes to Sadiq Khan he can use the straw Sadiq use the straw and suck your mum Sadiq can suck his mum with this straw because I just feel like what he is about to implement is horrendous and it's another it's just another hurdle for black boys black people generally the black community to jump over in this stupid race of life or living in this society that's what that's that's a better way to put it so that's it for this week we got there in the end so much i i'm I'm sure this episode is going to be long as fuck so apologies but we got there in the end and thank you for listening i have been kelechi okafor and this has been sym officially known as say your mind and unofficially known as what what suck your mum yes so you can follow me on at kelechnikov or at say your mind pod um and definitely, like I said, send me letters, send me bits to sym at kalechiokafor.com because I'd love to read what you have to say. And I look forward to whatever you send me and possibly putting it on the show. Thank you so, so much. I'm wishing you a wonderful week whenever you hear this and asking you, as always, to just live your best life. Peace! It's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind